Hello, welcome to Deaf Apology, brought to you by Radio DePaul. My name is Jeffrey, and my fun fact of the week is I finally am at 10 Hearts with someone on Stardew Valley. So I'm just waiting for a rainy day so I can get engaged to my beloved Alex. <laughs> you want to get engaged on a rainy day? You have to buy this pendant, and the pendant only shows up on a rainy day. Like the guy oh. who sells it only shows up on rainy days. But the problem is I'm in winter and apparently in Stardew Logic, it doesn't rain in the winter season. So now I have to wait the entire month out just to wait till spring and rainy days are rare. So even if I get to spring. My name is Misha, if you don't know at this point, and I just booked my COVID booster and it's actually going to be the same day this episode airs. So by the time this airs, I'll be in bed completely knocked out. I wanted to go over some of the Instagram responses we got from our last episode, quote-unquote episode, that was a playlist. We got four responses, and one of them is True Love Will Find You by Daniel Johnson, but I only know the Beck cover version, but Mm. good song. The other three I haven't heard of at all, which is American Money by Borns, and the O has like a, a strike through it, and then the other two are Bridge Over Troubled Water, by Simon and Garfunkel, which you can you can guess who submitted that one. And I Wonder by Kanye West. I know the Bourne's one, and that is a good song. Oh, it was submitted by uh, Emmanuel. Oh, Emmanuel has taste. I don't know if we're shouting him out for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like, who is Emmanuel? Well, maybe we'll reveal something about him in our Q&A, and then if he's listening, maybe he'll be like, huh? Super confused. You also know the person who submitted the Kanye West song. Is it TJ? Of course it's TJ. <laughs> I'm sorry. He doesn't just spite me because he knows I'm a Taylor Swift fan. So there's like a joke between us where he, mm. he brings up Kanye. And I'm like, I don't listen to Kanye because of Taylor. He like, I told him I heard about the Donda album as a Taylor Swift fan. I just, I muted Twitter for the holiday. Donda came out. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That I'm gonna let you finish is still hot. So this episode is the last one of um, Autumn Quarter. So this is the last time you will be hearing us on Radio DePaul, but we will keep uploading on Spotify for the foreseeable future. And we're going to be interviewing each other and we're going to be taking some of the inspiration from some of Misha's favorite things. Do you want to introduce this for Misha? So we had to, in my death and dying class, we had a death over dinner night where you're kind of put into a group of strangers and there's like the mediator that uh, introduces like a quote or a prompt and then asks like a question about death in relation to that quote or prompt. And then death cafes are a similar thing. Both are linked in the like sources sheet for the show if you want to know more about them. And generally they're programs where like you put strangers together so they can kind of like be vulnerable without worrying about their family listening, if that makes sense. But today we aren't strangers. And also I'm test driving some questions on you in particular, because part of my final is to write death over dinner cue cards. Look forward to that, Jeffrey. <laughs> Uh, I will make sure you save the cue cards you come up with so maybe we, we, uh, you can have them go over with me for a part two of this. Oh, I, I have them in my, like the physical yeah. cards themselves, but oh, well, okay. it does. Well, maybe we'll do the next one in person over dinner. I don't want to be... get like food noises over the microphone. Yeah, we're going to be listing all of the programs on the first page of our sources spreadsheet. So please go check there if you're interested in hearing more about it. For who's asking questions first, it's actually going to be Misha asking me questions. So this should be fun. Oh, boy. 
So my first question is kind of based in like video games. So after you die, if you were to get a statistics page like listed in front of you of how much time you spent like washing the dishes, taking a shower, or I think one of them I wrote down was like hugging your mom. What statistic would you be the most or least happy with? Okay, the one I'd be the most happy with is probably how much I'm listening. Because I feel like I listen to people a lot, even though I talk a lot too. And I don't feel like a lot of people do that. And the other thing I'd be happy with myself is, is kind of, I feel like I am there for a lot of people, but that's also kind of one of my bad things is one thing I'm not good with always. I feel like after my, this is a little deep, so, but it's what this uh, deep talk is for. Um, After my grandpa died, I felt like a lot of my family has kind of been drifting apart over the years. And Mm. I'm kind of the person who gives someone the same energy they give me. So if like people don't reach out to me, I stop reaching out to them. And while I do understand that sentiment, I kind of wish I still would reach out to people. That's a good answer. Dang. Is there any like chore that you think you've spent too much time doing? I drink too much soda. I rinse out so many freaking cans. It's ridiculous. I've always, cause I recycle. So I always make sure I'm rinsing stuff out before I recycle it. Or just taking the time to untake the little taps off because my aunt school mm. collects them because they make like benches outside with like the recycled parts. So I do that a lot. I wash a lot of dishes and with, we don't have the best dishwasher. So I, it's not, it doesn't do a good enough job for me. So I have to, right. hand, I have to physically hand wash the dishes. I mean, that's how most dishwashers are the machines. It just disappoints me. And I'm right. like someone who's spot- like, I like clean dishes like, to be spotless. So I just, I, I spend a lot of time. Like I spend. But anyways, uh, the second question is kind of related to the climate crisis. And do you think about your own mortality more often because of the climate crisis? Do you worry about like, if you will be able to have kids in the future, like, would you want them to be in that environment? Okay. So with the climate crisis, I kind of, I struggle with this argument, especially because I feel like the people who benefit from the climate crisis are those who are already wealthy and that people who are not of the 1% are placed with more of the burden of, because we see those infomercials of people saying that we need to save water. We need to do this when it's the richest people who are causing, I think most of the damage and problems. So for myself, it's a struggle because I like to treat, one of my things is I like to buy video games. I like to treat myself because in capitalism, you're over, you're working yourself in order to get the achievements, in order to impress others and impress yourself because you think that your labor equals success, sadly. So, and we're like seeking this validation of a system that doesn't want us to see us win, which is a whole nother thing. And Sometimes it's hard for us to recognize our own carbon footprint. So with me, I just do small things to try to make myself feel better. Like I recycle, I use bio-renewable shampoo. Like I think everyone can do small things and I try not to think about it, but it does get in my head every other day because I think of like Greta Thunberg or I think of like when I see a bunch of trees cleared out for shopping malls, I genuinely get really annoyed like my my dad can tell you about this anytime we see like a building being built I just feel enraged because there's all these vacant spots that no one is using that no one will do anything with I'm all for repurposing buildings I'm not for 
destroying the forest to put new stuff in when there's other stuff available, if that makes sense. And with the children question, I kind of, oh, this is going to be hard because I don't want to offend anyone in my family because some people have multiple kids. I struggle with this notion because I love big families. Like I love the idea of a big family, but I also don't think it's sustainable for the planet to have a lot of kids if you're not going to have a root to have a lot of kids. But at the same time, like, I don't even think it's hard because if we're doing this the scientific nihilist way, like ut- utilitarian, everyone should adopt. Like if we're doing it that way, but personally, I want to have one kid that's biologically mine. But I also don't know if it's selfish of me, like this be me being real talk right now. If it's, if it, is it selfish to bring a child into the world with all this happening? I think about that all the time. Like, is it, is it selfish to bring a kid into this or is it not selfish because you're giving them a chance at life? Because even though there's a bunch of bad stuff, there's so many moments of joy that come with it. And that's something I struggle with. True. And I think that was kind of like the heart of the question that I was trying to ask. Like, do you think the negative outweighs the positive, I guess? And do you think that your feelings have changed at all on that? Like with the pandemic at all? So with the pandemic, I've changed the notion of I don't feel like we actually have a sometimes I didn't always like this way, but I always have loved the saying it takes a community to raise a kid. I don't think American unless it's like a small, small town, there is no sense of community in most of America. And it's really sad. It No one wants to help each other unless you can film it for clout, unless there's a benefit to the person. I personally, I did, like, I lived in a, um, in a townhouse community that was mostly rented for army people. So I don't even really know the concept of having neighbors because my neighbors were constantly moving out. Like I only had two neighbors that lived there for over 10 years. Wow. So I don't know. I, with the, with the COVID pandemic, it's hard because I understand where people saying that it sucks that kids have to wear masks. It sucks that kids are missing graduation. And it does suck. I would feel bad if I had a kid right now and I I would still make them do it because it's for their safety. But I think any parent has the right to feel bad. I'm not saying that they should make them not wear a mask. I'm just saying you would feel disappointed for your kids. And I think I would, if, I hope when I have kids that there's not a pandemic and they're going to lose opportunities to have experiences that they should be able to get if things we were having during normalcy. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and then moving on into some of like the quicker questions before we get to the ad break. Do you have your advanced directive filled out and signed? I don't have my advanced directive filled out, which oh, I feel is... Boo. I know, I know. <laughs> But I've actually been thinking, I really been thinking about it because I just got something in the mail from my bank company. It says like, I think I have to do it soon, but I I have scatterbrain. I need to write things down or I forgot. It was something about, I could give a beneficiary $2,000 because of my bank thing. So, but I don't even know who I'd give it to because I don't have kids. But then it reminded me of like the events directive. I should still have something written down. But I do think the reason I'm not thinking about it is honestly... Because I think I'm young, like, you know, when you're young, you're like, mm. it just it has really come up in everyday life that I could die. But every yeah, time this, I think about it, that's like, so I, interesting. In my everyday life, I'm not thinking about dying a lot. But really? I think about death. I think about fictional characters dying. Hmm. But I, I still think sometimes there's a barrier between me and that. Oh, interesting. But like, especially with the pandemic, though, I've been thinking about it more. But I honestly, Whatever than that, like there's an easy way to do it. I'd be down to do it like today, 
but I'm not sure of the whole process, which is why I'm excited to do the art. We have an episode coming up where we're discussing that more. So I'll be learning with you guys. So I, I can text you some resources. I feel like I'm failing you if you don't know advanced directive paperwork because you don't need a lawyer know, for it. I have it. my basic idea of what I want on it. I just haven't done it. Uh, fair enough. And but a non-death question, just very quickly, is what is your favorite fan fiction trope? Uh, my favorite fan fiction trope is not enemies to lovers. I hate that. I like pining. So my favorite is either childhood like friends or soulmates because especially there's a twist if there's a <laughs> twist if there's a twist where they have more than one soulmate or they're like with a soulmate who's someone they actually don't want to be with and they try to break the bond or they try to defy their soulmates and try to stick with the person they fell in love with i love that dynamic i love going against destiny sometimes yeah, I like that. That's good. But we are kind of at the end of your interview. So we were at, we were at halfway. So my interview is done. But during the ad, you're going to hear Red by Hiana. Hope you enjoy. So we're back. And this time we're going to interview Misha. So my first question for you, Misha, is, is there a way you would prefer to die? Is there anything you want to settle so you can move on with a clear peace of mind and not be like a ghost haunting someone? And do you have a plan for your death so all your wishes are carried out to your liking? So for the first question, I don't really care how I die because like once I'm dead, I'm dead. But, 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 but it, I think it would be really fun to, fun, I guess that's not the word. I want to be guillotined. Do you know where I'm coming from? No, but I guess you want like that Celeste execution where it's all dramatic and you have like public people watching. I don't want it watching. to be dramatic. I just, I want to have that feeling of like, because you have that moment of like, oh, my head's been cut off and then that's it. And I think that's so interesting. And I want to know that feeling for myself. You're giving me Jinko and Oshima wanting to feel your despair vibes. <laughs> there, there's a chapter in, in Stiff by Mary Roach where she talks about like how long a person is conscious after they have their head cut off. And that's the catalyst for that. I don't, I don't want to be conscious after my death, like after something happens to me for a moment. So that's kind of where we're differing on this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, you just get that like, oh, wow, moment. That's it. And I think that's really a thrilling way to end i'll take your word for it <laughs> anyways uh for that second question about like peace of mind and things like that honestly i'm constantly at peace yeah i would so right say now, like i'm always constantly ready to die but i'd be willing to accept whenever i die so are you a person who kind of lives with no regrets uh, there's a few but it's like not worth settling if that makes sense yeah, you just kind of made peace of it. Yeah, I feel like acceptance is really the god of my world, if that makes sense. Mm, okay. Like just letting things pass. I have my advanced directive paperwork filled out, and I also have I have the wallet card. I have the advanced directive. It's in Iowa. And then in my desk here in Chicago, I have like an, that my roommate can like, it has instructions for like what to do if something happens and, and he knows about it. So I think we that's should, a good plan. I think, I think one of your hobbies should be doomsday prepping. I feel like you'd also be great at that. No, I don't care about doomsday prepping. I just care about like those kind of like emergency situations. That's what doomsday prepping is. Are you like, like half of it, half of it is body just... dying kind of emergency. Oh, okay. Not like, oh my God, zombies. Because I don't that's really not, believe that's, in that. That's not Doomsday. That's not Doomsday preppers. I've only known one episode do- on it. 
I know, but that was like one doomsday prophecy. That was the C- oh, actually, that was the CDC. We were talking. That was the wow. CDC released a zombie survival guide. So That's your next the answer to. Sorry. No, no, you're good. That was an interesting answer. Thank you. Especially the guillotine. I just, that um, makes me think yeah. of Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland off of your head. Oh, really? I just think of like French people in general. <laughs> I do too, but there's something about the Alice in Wonderland Tim Burton movie with Helena Bonham Carter and that huge red thing that just really captures my mind. I've but never seen it. That's good. Um, So your next question is, do you care about being remembered? If you were to die, what values do you want to rem- uh, do you want people to remember you for? And what achievements do you wish to leave behind in order to do so? Or just achievements in general for yourself that you would like to accomplish by then? And if you do not care about being remembered, can you explain why? So after I'm dead, I don't like personally, like I don't think anything happens after I die consciously, I wouldn't know like if people remembered me or not. So in that sense, I have a hard time caring. But in the more human sense of wanting to be immortal in your own way, I think I'd want to be remembered as the girl that got her head chopped off. But also, (laughs) no, in the 21st century, that'd be so interesting. But more so as a person who so wholeheartedly cared about a cause. I like that as a person with convictions. I don't know. I I have hobbies outside of death and dying, but it really has like taken over my life in a fun way, in a way that I enjoy. So your next question is, what is your dream funeral? Do you imagine a private gathering? Or do you imagine like a huge affair? Is there a preferred casket, a song? Maybe you already planned the after party with the food. I don't know. Some people have a weird things going on at their funerals. Maybe you have it planned to a tea like a wedding. Some people plan weddings, some maybe plan funerals. And can you explain the vision if you have one? So... It's a bit, I don't want like a funeral immediately after I die because my family knows that like I'd want a natural burial. I just kind of want to be in the ground and have that be over with. I don't want like a funeral like right then and there because that feels a bit rushed. So instead, if I were to die like right now, I would want my family and my friends to rent out a community hall, like somewhere right in between Chicago and the Quad Cities, you know, somewhere that I've like probably never been before. That's like a Lions Club building or something like that. Just kind of one of those dingy brick buildings. That's just a square, if that makes sense. There's a pool table, maybe. Yeah, it does. Okay. <laughs> like I don't want them to rent out one of those kinds of places like the year after I die and to kind of like have that gathering then with like maybe some of my favorite foods. I have a, we had our funeral playlist uh, segment last week, but I do have like a serious like songs I'd want at my funeral or like end of life celebration. I do have like a full playlist <laughs> of songs that I'd want. Yeah. I would just kind of want it to be like, a birthday party but a little bit sadder yes it's instead of the funeral let's focus on the celebration of life aspect yeah i, I get there you to be like twister or something all right this is a question people ask people in psychology a lot so i figured cool. i'd ask you this i think people judge people on this this is not a question i judge people for because this would be hard for me if you could save a loved one so like your most precious person is what i'm going to mean by a loved one here or a group of strangers who would you save Can you tell me your thought process on this decision-making? And you can think out loud. You don't have to answer a correct one right away if you need to think about it for a second. So this is just the trolley dilemma, right? Yes, that's what I was copying. 
I didn't know what it was called. So I was trying to find what it was, but I, I typed in like a loved one versus stranger dilemma, but nothing oh, popped up right away. I couldn't find it right away. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just gonna make the question as similar as possible without. Yeah. The original trolley dilemma is like one stranger or five strangers. Maybe why you had a harder time finding it where the natural course would be to kill the strangers. But you're telling me like just in between like one person that I love and I don't know, like five people that I don't know. Yeah, I'm asking this because in a uti- in a utilitarian sense, some people would consider the justice is saving more lives. Yeah. But to but you, guess... you have a connection with the one person. So is it are you doing what's right for the community, quote unquote, or are you doing what's right for you? It's kind of what I'm asking. Like my question is, is there like a switch that I have to pull in order to save like my loved one? Or would I have to pull a switch to save the community? members i think the switch would be picking who you would save so i'd have to consciously flip the switch to kill five strangers yes but you're not like going over five of them it's the middle you can't pick the neutral though you can swing it left for the sheer loved ones or right for the group oh interesting I feel like i'm being tested by people that i love personally right now <laughs> but I honestly would kill five strangers. And I, I don't think, think I have a good reasoning for that either. I think it only would be hard for me if if I, this sounds bad. Like, I don't mean it would be hard for me regardless, but I think it'd be worse if they like started pleading and like gave me reasons. That would no. make it hard. But then I, because I'm like, I'm a very sympathetic person. People could be lying though. I know, but I'm I'm a very sensitive person, but mm. I'd still pick my loved one because I, I know I couldn't handle it. But I still feel guilty. Like I'm a, not my interview, but my last <laughs> question for you. This is the, your non-deaf question. What are your non-deaf related hobbies? Cause you kind of hinted at this earlier, but you said deaf has kind of encompassed your whole life. So I kind of want to hear your non-deaf hobbies. I mean, I think the main one throughout the pandemic, I picked up sewing. I haven't been able to bring up my sewing machine to Chicago though, which is unfortunate, but I also do like hand lettering, if that makes sense. Yeah, like my niece letters. is just like you. Oh, really? That's she fun. goes to she goes to like I don't know if it's called the paper. There's a name like a oh my what is it called? There's a stationery store mm-hmm. all the time to get like all the pretty stuff for her letters. She gets the colored pens and the stickers. I have the best pens. Oh, and she's not lying when she says sewing. I remember when you were in threat, and then your background used to be that sewing room. Yeah, <laughs> and she had all of like the different yarns and stuff behind her. Well, the yarn is. The yarn's my mom's stuff, but like... I know, but it just made you look like such a sewing girl. (laughs) Yeah. It it was a fun hobby for the time, and I would like to get back into it. Um, There's something else, but I can't remember. Girl doesn't know her own hobbies. By the way, are you motorcycle riding yet? Because I know you got your license. How has that happened? Oh, I haven't bought a motorcycle yet. Because I don't know how I'd feel driving around Chicago in comparison to Iowa. Makes sense. I was just wondering for an update for our fans because they know you got your license. Oh, true, true. And parking costs so much more up here too, even with a motorcycle and it's about to be winter and it's like all the factors don't come together very well, which is so unfortunate. I'm trying to think, what's that other one? It's never going to know. It'd be awkward. Yeah. So, Oh, the last hobby that I have, and it's also kind of on and off, but I've been studying Korean a lot recently. I'm trying to get better, but I'm still pretty awkward. But one day we need to go to Korea together. Just for the day? No. 
like a chat, <laughs> like a friendship. <laughs> you can't go to fun. another country for a day. You go to like a town for a day. Yeah, but you said one day, and I was like, hmm. no, I said we need to do a trip. I didn't say a day. Did I say like today? I always said a that trip. That would be fun. You said one day we should go on a trip, but I just heard like the one day part first, and I was like, a one day. Oh, trip. oh okay. <laughs> like yeah, I'm very bad with the wordage there. But I'd be down. Okay, guys, that was today's episode. We asked each other some deep questions about death. We hope you enjoyed this discussion. So maybe you can have discussion with your loved ones or friends about the topic. Yeah, or even just like answering the questions for yourself and like get to know yourself a little better. I think that's a fun exercise. Follow us at Deferpology, D-E-A-T-H-R-O-P-O-L-O-G-Y. So that's our Instagram. Instagram. That is also our Gmail at gmail.com. If you go on our Instagram, you can see the sources we use. You can see the amazing graphics Misha comes up with. And that's kind of the best way to follow for updates is our Instagram. So follow that, please, if you want to stay in contact with us. Also, we have Spotify polls with the episodes, so look out for those. We also have um, on our Instagram stories, we ask questions, so reply there. Send us any emails if you want to get in contact with us. If you want to ask us questions, we love fan questions. Make us feel like a celebrity for a day. <laughs> Something like that. What's our also shout out to our shout out to our international listeners in Japan, Romania, Germany. I can't think of all the countries, but next time I will list you all out. <laughs> I promise. What's our topic next week? Our topic next week is uh oh reality and fiction. Yeah the yeah, the blur between reality and fiction. So that's going to be a very fun topic. We're going to be talking about people fun. who struggle between that boundary and how can lead to death, unfortunately. By the way, guys, we're since it's the end of um, the Encore, we want to wish you guys a happy winter break from Death Apology. Finals went well because mine maybe did. And we'll also, <laughs> some kind of big news, Jeffrey will be officially returning to the DePaul campus in the incoming spring as a graduate student. So that should be fun. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode. 